But the truth is, uniting your life with another's is hard. We were often too tired from work and life stress to make a meal, engage in meaningful conversation, and make wild, passionate love. And so I found myself feeling disillusioned and disappointed, and also guilty because I felt this way. What I realized was I was comparing the reality of my marriage to the marriage of my dreams. about how you can savor and not just survive motherhood. How would you like to be less frazzled, more calm, scream less, respond more, and exchange autopilot living for more joy? Sound good? As we journey together, you'll explore how to know, love, and accept yourself today to clear the path towards your dreams, hopes, and visions for tomorrow. But we're not just going to chat. We're going to take action. Through conversations, power sheets, and visual tools like vision boards, we're taking simple steps to go from where you are on this journey to where you want to be. I'm your host, Elise Daly-Parker, a certified life coach, writer and speaker, mom of four, and spouse for 37 years. Through this podcast, I'll share hands-on tools, practices, and resources, along with lots of encouragement to empower you to savor, not just survive, this busy season of life with clarity, confidence, and calm. Thanks for joining me. I'm so delighted you're here. Well, hey, Mama, who has a hard time being intentional about anything these days. Welcome to How to Have a Vision for Your Sex Life, Part 2, How an Intentional Marriage Builds Intimacy. Well, last week I talked about why accepting, knowing, and loving yourself is the place to start. And after having a conversation with a few friends the other day, this was further confirmed. When we feel badly about ourselves, physically, emotionally, or psychologically, it can impact our ability and desire to be intimate in all those same ways. It makes sense, right? Well, this week I'm talking about what it means to have an intentional marriage. Remember, having a vision for our sex life stems from having an idea, a mental picture, clarity about what it is we desire for our relationship with our spouse. You can't move towards something if you haven't defined what that something is. However, if you have a picture of your ideal love, romance, and sex life, the three are definitely intertwined, then you can move towards that picture. And if you determine how, meaning what action you will take to move towards your ideal love, romance, and sex life, then you have an intentional marriage. So the question is, do you have an intentional marriage? Are you nurturing your relationship on purpose? Are you doing things that keep you feeling emotionally connected to each other? Are you making sure you keep your sexual connection going, even if it means putting sex on the calendar? And are you investing time, effort, or energy into your relationship? Now, I have to tell you, or maybe remind you, of where I was in the beginning years of my marriage. I had this idealized notion of the perfect marriage. We loved each other, and that was going to be enough. But it wasn't really enough. It was a good start, but it was just that. It was a start. Loving one another was one very essential aspect of having a great marriage. 
But really, it was enough to get us to the altar. (laughs) But having the marriage of my dreams, the one with frequent fabulous sex, flowers galore, chocolates, the kind I love, not just any old chocolates, snuggling on the couch, holding hands, well, it turns out that wasn't going to just happen naturally. In fact, this scenario was and still is a rare occurrence. Oh, each one of those things might happen on their own from time to time. Maybe sometimes we have the fabulous sex, or I get beautiful flowers, or the perfect chocolate. And we do snuggle on the couch from time to time and hold hands. But all of them together? Well, that's usually on a vacation, and it's probably been just a few times, just a handful of times. So first I had to adjust my vision. I had an idealized, dreamy vision of marriage that was guaranteed to leave me disappointed. I had expectations that included beautiful meals together every night, candlelight most evenings, frequent and exciting sex, all my emotional needs met, rapt focus and attention on each other most of the time, little to no arguing, a calm, warm, loving home haven. But the truth is, uniting your life with another's is hard. We were often too tired from work and life stress to make a meal, engage in meaningful conversation, and make wild, passionate love. And so I found myself feeling disillusioned and disappointed, and also guilty because I felt this way. What I realized was I was comparing the reality of my marriage to the marriage of my dreams, and reality was coming up short. I needed to reckon with reality. I loved my husband. He loved me. We were two quirky and unique human beings who had grown up in totally different homes. He is an introvert. I am an extrovert. And there was so very much we didn't know about each other till we set up our household and started living day in and day out with each other. This was foreign territory, even though we'd been together for five years before marriage. Then once I adjusted my vision to the reality of real-life marriage, I realized this marriage thing was going to take work. What? Work? No one told me this. I mean, sure. I knew you had to work some things out, deal with some family issues, some boundaries, uncover and navigate our differences. But actual intentional work? Let's just say I didn't think it would take as much work as it has. I thought there would be a lot more smooth sailing and a lot less navigating rough waters. And I have to add, if I thought marriage was a work before kids, well, let me ask you, do you have any kids? As wonderful as they are, adding kids to the mix adds a whole lot more complication. It takes a whole lot more energy, effort, and time. And it brings up all kinds of issues between parents they didn't even know they had. Kids in marriage, among many other things, are work. The truth is, life gets in the way of making our blissful imaginings reality. We had the wedding day of our dreams, a fabulous honeymoon, and a wonderful little apartment in a charming city. We were free as birds to enjoy our new life together with fulfilling jobs and lots of expendable income so we can enjoy an active social life and lots of dinners out. We also had weekend custody of Chris's, at the time, seven-year-old daughter. Just to make sure we didn't keep things too simple, within a few months of marrying, we went in on a gourmet cheese and coffee shop, even though we already had full-time jobs. Then we had a baby, and my by-then tween stepdaughter moved in, 
and then another baby within a couple of months of that. So within a few years, we had become two very busy, very tired, very disconnected people. It became crystal clear that our great marriage wasn't going to just happen. There was work to be done. We needed to be intentional in order to have the marriage, loving, connected, satisfying, giving, fun, intimate, we truly desired. One of the first things we did was pull out some of the tools we had gained from our marriage prep weekend. In order to get married in our church, you have to do some intentional preparation. I'll tell you, that served us many times over the course of these many years. So we recalled one of the big principles was love is a decision. Throughout the dreamy engagement, wedding, honeymoon phase of our relationship, I was head over heels in love with my husband. But once we were married, well, there were days when we weren't feeling it. But we could still decide to love, decide to show love, and decide to commit to caring for each other. Another tool we had was called dialoguing. It was essentially a way to connect, improve understanding, deepen our relationship. In a nutshell, you take time to formulate a question you both agree to answer. Here's a couple of examples, or a few examples. What is it like being married to me today? Where do I feel the need to be reconciled with you? What do you need from me to feel loved? You write your answers to one another in a letter form for 10 minutes. Then you exchange your letters and go over them verbally for about 10 minutes. It sounds easy enough, yet I know it's not easy to get the time and energy to invest in 20 minutes of uninterrupted communication these busy days. But I promise you, it is worth it. Another tool we've learned for being intentional about our marriage is take five. Even five dedicated minutes can feel like a lot when all you want to do is veg out or go to bed. But this is a real quick exercise that will really help you feel connected. Determine to spend about five minutes on an intentional communication every day. And do the best you can with that commitment. Don't over-perfectionize it. One day, your spouse gets to just talk for five minutes. Your job is just to listen. No advice, no questions, just listen. The next day, your turn. You get to talk for five minutes. You can talk about your day, something you're struggling with, or something you're celebrating. Now, this time, your spouse listens to you without interrupting. And of course, depending on your energy level, you can talk more after the five minutes, but the point is you don't have to. You can keep it to just five minutes of listening. As we went on together in marriage, we realized and agreed that we were way better off when we made our marriage a priority and intentionally invested in it. In addition to the tools I've shared, we started having date nights. For a couple of years, this was actually built around an appointment with a counselor every two weeks. If we heard of a nearby conference from a couple of hours to a full weekend, we investigated and considered it. Among those we attended was Marriage Encounter, Cloud and Townsend's Boundaries in Marriage, Family Life's Weekend to Remember Marriage Retreat. We actually went to this one just a couple of years ago. We read books and listened to audio series together, such as The Five Love Languages and Love and Respect, the love she most desires, the respect he desperately needs. Sometimes we do devotionals together and we pray together too. But it's not a big deal. Sometimes it's just a moment. As I think about all we've done, I imagine this could sound a little overwhelming, 
But don't forget, we've been together 42 years and married for 37 of those years. There have been ebbs and flows. Many times our relationship is just fine. Sometimes a little cool, and other times we're on fire. Good, not so good, and great. One thing is absolutely sure, though. When we invest in our marriage, when we do something intentional to be together, to show love to one another, to connect, our marriage is happier and healthier. And out of this connection naturally flows a desire to be together intimately. So you see, having a vision for your sex life comes from having a more realistic vision of what marriage is really like, and then being intentional about building connection that leads to intimacy. So I'll go over it again. How do you have an intentional marriage? One, start with a vision for your marriage. What is it you desire for your relationship with your spouse? What do you envision? You can't move toward what you can't define. Number two, in light of your real life circumstances, how can you move toward your ideal marriage? What one step can you take? Start really small and simple, like hold hands at the dinner table or greet one another with enthusiasm or make sure you kiss each other goodnight. Number three on how to have an intentional marriage, commit to love. Realizing that some days love is a beautiful romantic feeling and other days you have to decide to love. And there are lots of days in between those two extremes. Number four, find marriage tools to keep you connected. Dialoguing and take five are two examples. What can you do to connect? Number five, take advantage of opportunities to grow. Attend a conference, retreat, Bible study, book group, and get counseling if you need it. Now, it's my personal belief that every marriage can grow from some good counseling. Lord, please be with this mom who desires to feel more connected to her spouse. Help her spouse to be on board. On the hardest days, help this couple to decide to love. On the best of days, allow them to celebrate their love. And in between, help them to find small and simple ways to nurture their love. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining me here on the Mom Vision Podcast. I think you're going to love my new devotional journal, Unshakable Peace in an Unsteady World. You can pick up a copy through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, and more. I've also got a free download for you, 12 powerful scriptures to settle your heart and mind so you can experience more peace. You'll find the link in my show notes at elisedalyparker.com slash podcast. I look forward to connecting with you again soon.